1: What's Up, y'all. This is Star Rock, and you are tuned into the AURN podcast. I am here with my co hosts, Jay Hall, Jonathan Elias, and we have a special guest today, Woo! Jay Harrison G. Oh, hey, 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 what's good? What's good? What's Everybody good? Me, the yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, the resume is is amazing. It's there. We got what Kinky Boots, Raising Dion, yeah, currently some like it hot yeah. on Broadway, yeah. Lots going on, yeah. so I mean, first of all, as we get into this, you know, tell us about yourself. Tell us how how we got here today.
2: Oh my God, where do I begin? I grew up in North Carolina. Uh, my dad was a pastor, a missionary Baptist. Uh, and uh, I needed any reason to get out of North Carolina. <laughs> and so I moved to New York to study theater. I said, well, I sing and dance and people respond. This feels right. Wow. Um, so I came here, studied theater, and uh, never looked back. Nice. Where yeah. did you study theater? Uh, at, the, uh, at AMDA, the American Musical uh-huh. and Dramatic Academy.
1: Yes, that is one of the places to study theater. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, watching your clips and everything. I, I oh, as a former theater kid, I went to performing arts high school. But, yeah. um, you know, you tap you you do the the jazz you sing all the things (laughs) triple threat all the things I try
2: I was talking to a friend recently and they were like did you imagine doing all of this like did this like and I was like yeah I'm always gonna meet the moment I'm gonna rise to the occasion I love a challenge I love to be like yeah I may not know how to do that thing now but like give me a minute like let me figure that thing out let me try
3: wait what's your sign a Gemini oh that, that makes sense my we brother's a Gemini. That nine, zero, <laughs> zero. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because <laughs> my brother is a Gemini. He's, he basically is the same. Like, you know. Multifaceted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I love a challenge.
3: Yeah.
1: So, like, you know, tell us about, like, growing up, you know, um, who nurtured your your creativity?
2: <sighs> Me. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, I would entertain myself. Okay. i go in the backyard and my dad... T- <laughs> To this day, I used to be the entire marching band by myself wow. in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, son, if you don't get out of that like grass, killing it. Like, there was literally a patch where I was always marching, and you just, like, knew where I was in the backyard. And he was like, well, I guess it's worth it now. Yeah. Um, But uh my mom also just kind of, like, raised me to understand that my gifts weren't about me. Okay. That God had given me something to use and wow. to do with and and not— take for granted and take lightly. So it's something that I'm very intentional about mm-hmm. of using what I was given. Otherwise, it'll get, you know, taken.
1: I'm glad you said that because, so Some Like It Hot is the current play that you're in on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's an iconic show, right? Yes. Like based on the classic movie from the 50s. Yeah, um, You know, back then it was probably something seen as like controversial now. I mean, probably still seen as controversial now, but the times I think... Allow for certain conversations to be had. Yeah. And, um. So you know, tell us about some like it hot. How it's adapted to now, and your character, and how you, how you sort of bring your truth and, and your humanity through in your artistry.
2: It's it, very that my humanity. It's the, that's part of the the draw to me for joining the project. I started in 2019 with it, and uh, yeah, in in 1959 it was ahead of its time and definitely caused conversations. And we wanted to bring it forward and do our own thing and turning Sugar, who was originally done by Marilyn Monroe, mm. into a black woman now played by Adriana Hicks so beautifully every night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Natasha Vet Williams, who's also from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Nice. Oh, wow. Like, she opens the show. It's just, like, beautiful black representation yes. throughout the show and we have such a wonderful time and we touch on it throughout the show. We talk about race, like, you know, we have this line where uh, one of the characters says to Natasha, "Is like, are we going south?" She's like, "Girl, it's 1933. Look at me and ask me that again." <laughs> Things were not, do- and you know, and we get to have fun and just be ourselves and let these characters exist. Yeah and like be who they are, and Adriana playing Sugar every night is such a beautiful journey. Um, and then me, I get to play Jerry, who finds Daphne in these circumstances, mm-hmm. and Daphne really expands the humanity of who I am. Mm-hmm. I find this extension and this version of myself that I'm like, oh wow, circumstances allowed me to see beyond my own labels, my own boundaries, my own limits, and really step into a fuller human. And I'm excited to share that with audiences eight times a week. It's
3: really a, a, a beautiful experience for me. I would like to touch on, like you said, the audience. Who who are your audience? Who would be the audience? What, what are the type of people that would like to go and see a show? Because I was just reading. Um, I was looking at reviews, and somebody it was a lady with her husband. She was like, I didn't even know about this. Why don't? Why didn't I know about this? You I know, and it's like, right. and yeah, same. And funny thing is, one of my friends who does work in Broadway, and she told me I had to go see it before we even know, knew that we were gonna uh, interview you. Yeah. So, wh- who are the people that? would really enjoy this everybody there you go mm-hmm. truly so what so what so what a- and and go is, and see it yeah <laughs> it,
2: it, it's for everyone and it for the people who knew the movie mm-hmm. um, you'll come you'll get what you love out of the movie and then a bit more mm-hmm. and if you know nothing, you will come in and leave with a smile on your face and having a good time. Because we're also, it's it's Broadway. Like, mm-hmm. we're tapping, we're singing yes. and dancing. Yes. It's yes. like classic Broadway. And then you get these little gems just drop throughout. And you're like, ooh, I didn't expect to Ah, ooh, ah, how yeah, do we yeah, get here? Yeah. And it's wonderful to feel those moments throughout the show. I literally feel the audience, like, stuff land. And they're like, oh. Ah, ooh. Yeah. You're like, great. And then we just, like, keep moving. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's a great time. So it's truly for everybody. Like, one of my favorite things from opening night, our security guy, Leon, who sits at the stage door every night, was very intent about not watching the show or listening to anything during previews. Mm -hmm. He was like, I want to see it opening night. I want to experience it. So he sat out in the house opening night, and he was sitting next to this cisgender white man, and I have a big number in Act 2 called You Could Have Knocked Me Over With a Feather, where I have my like revelation and my like understanding of this expansion. Mm -hmm. And I finished my song, and everybody applauded, and the man looked to the lady he was with and was like, need to treat my son better
1: wow wow and that's
2: why i do what i do like that's why performing is my ministry this is my i'm walking in my purpose doing what i do so
3: but yeah, it's for everybody. I so. I, I I really wanted you to say that. That's that was the, because that's literally what the review said. It's it, everything you just touched upon is like this classic Broadway. You get so much uh, enjoyment, you know, from it. So yeah. yeah, I want I want everybody to know about that. Yeah, that's dope. Um, the movie itself is from that classic Hollywood
0: era. So I was telling them off mic. My mom would watch some like a hot on repeat. Mm. That's like, wild. Tony Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis' father, Jack Lemmon, you know, grumpy yeah. old white man. I mean, grumpy old man, well, white man, whatever. <laughs> right. And Marilyn Monroe, yeah. right? And I always remember the scene of like, I'm about to get engaged. I'm about to get engaged. And Tony Curtis is like, you can't, a boy can't marry a boy. Yeah. And it's not a pun. It's not mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah. And so for it to be the movie that it is and considering like so forward, but that wasn't, we know that wasn't their intention then, right? Yeah. And so we have these classic arts that have that certain cultures have gravitated to to be like, yo, that was the one I saw that made me feel like it'd be me. But it wasn't their intention. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. their intention. How do you as an artist approach that, you know, when you step into the hat or this role and you're like, I know this wasn't their intention for people like me, But what do you bring in as far as to bring your perspective from it? Um,
2: Very much just being intentional about bringing myself, like coming in authentically. And that's what I appreciated about the creative team, that they honored who I am Mm -hmm. coming into the process. They knew who they were getting. And there were even moments along the way, like pre-pandemic, where I had to question myself and where I stood. And I was like, well, moving forward, if this project isn't for me, this is not for me. Mm If you can't take me making this simple fashion choice in the workshop, then great. I, I'll be okay if this doesn't work for me going forward. But with all the work and the com- conversations all the time, it was just meant for me to do the thing. And that found its way into the show. Like things I say in my real life found their way into the script of how I identify, how I communicate that to people. I'm like, people always ask what my pronouns are. All things with respect. Because I walk in the power and the fullness of who I am as a human. You'll get Butch Queen, all the (laughs) things. Like, you get everything in between. Like, I am all things, and I take the power of all of that. And so for that to find its way into the script, I was like, oh, okay, y'all are listening. You're paying attention. And I'm like, work. As long as you're approaching me
0: with love and respect, we can do whatever. Let's go. Did you have something in particular that you had looked up to when you were coming up, when you knew that you had these talents and these gifts that your mother had told you about, was there any one of these, either movies, TV, films or persons that you looked at and was like related to aspired to anything like that? I mean,
2: there's so many things and it's funny because somebody asked me recently, they were like, is there anything you're obsessed with? And I'm like, no, but I I take inspiration from everywhere and everything and I'm like, great, I take what works and I find the good, and I'm like, how do I find and connect with that in me? Mm-hmm. And so like everything I watched, watching the Cosby show, like that was formative for me. Watching the Waynes Brothers, like that kind of comedy and that like energy and watching and living color, like all like all those kinds of things. Even I watched an interview with uh, Marlon Waynes talking about white chicks was inspired by something like a hot, the wow. movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mind blown. And I had never heard of something Like a Hot before joining this project. I had never seen the movie. And then I watched it before doing the audition and everything. So it was just like, oh, work. Wow. So I came to it later. So I didn't have the pressure of, oh, this movie that I know and has this acclaim. Mm-hmm. I meet a moment and a, and a person and a thing when I meet the thing. Yeah. And so it was an opportunity to like show up and be like, okay, great. Well, how do I just do me in this moment?
3: So you know, with you being so talented, um, what would be your dream role or someone that you would like to play? Anything like that?
2: Well, I guess I haven't created it yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm in this place where I'm I'm not play dreaming anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm allowing myself to really dream, and that is infinite. Yeah. And letting that be free. Um. If I had to like pick a thing, I'm like if somebody wants to do a biopic of Luther Vandross, I'd be glad
3: to hit oh. it.
0: Like I, see
3: that. I mean, I would love to see I that. You know what I mean? See that? Yes. So I would love to see that. Lots of things, but, but instead then, of letting just Patty LaBelle tell his story, you know, okay. actually see a real biopic. <laughs> she, of, I mean, she can produce it <laughs> and she like you how like tea. Tea. the song If Only
0: For One Night does have a different you know definition now you know what I'm saying like it (laughs) does it does it went from oh this is a beautifully sing song Uh to oh it's about an affair to oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. and
2: like those things of like growing up learning and seeing how people responded to even him and like Part of my my dream, it's a. I always say in my spirit, I'm like, I want to be what him and Sylvester couldn't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then like when I moved to New York yeah. again, I didn't know what I was getting myself into with theater. And I found Billy Porter's album of "At the Corner of Broadway and Soul" yeah. at the school theater at the um, library, and I was like, ah, there is someone in this industry I can like connect to mm-hmm. and like look after and and follow. And so to now be friends with him and be working with him, yes. like, he yeah. just directed me on an episode of Accused for Fox. And, like, that was such a beautiful moment. And I'm like, well, I'm just friends with Billy Porter. That's wild. Great. Right? Like, wild. you could just
1: text him. And, <laughs> and my, <laughs> oh my, fr- my friends from college are like, you friends with Billy Porter? And I'm like.
0: I mean, you was his understudy, right? I, I,
2: yes. He was the original Lola. And he came out on tour and played Lola in Pittsburgh, and I was the understudy on the tour. So I got to spend a week with him then, and like really sit at his feet. Um, Lola and Kinky Boots. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got to take over the role on tour, and then that was my Broadway debut. Um, and I got to
0: close the show as Lola and I am yeah. Billy Porter's favorite Lola. Come okay. on. Okay. He yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> if yeah. it ain't me, it's Jay. Yeah. Could yes. you explain understudy for the non artist creators who would understand what is the importance of being understudy? Yeah.
2: Um, so if Billy is the lead of the show, I would be the person who like sits and covers him. If he's sick, if he's out of the show, if he's got a personal day or vacation and has for whatever reason, not in the show, that understudy steps up, does the role. Um, and I started the sh- the Kinky Tour as a swing, which is somebody who covers multiple people in the show. Oh, wow. Like, oh, so you had to oh, learn wow. a lot. I did everything. And I was the assistant dance captain. So I wow. taught people that show. Wow. I, s- I literally saw that show from every angle. Was
1: that six nights a week or seven?
2: Six, six nights a week, nights yeah. Eight, uh-huh. One night off, two shows on like, Wednesdays and Saturdays, like wow. we had, like wow, it was it's a lot.
1: Now i read an interesting story about how you came to be low. I don't know if it's true or not because sometimes you know you got to take what you see on the internet. The <laughs> well, lawyer. we can fix that right <laughs> here. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. But I read that you were auditioning for for one thing that it wasn't kinky boots. It was something else, and yeah. then you just kind of talked about your your personal because I know you perform as a as a drag performer. Yeah. Um, Crystal Demure, right? Yeah. And so I heard that that was, just talking about that element of you kind of led to Kinky Boots, right?
2: Yeah, I was I was going into the casting office auditioning for Motown. Okay, and, oh, Motown, Motown, that's what it was. Um, okay. And a friend of mine encouraged me to drop off a headshot resume and cover letter wow. to the casting director for Kinky Boots and okay. just expressing wow. my interest and my connection to the show. And... Um, that started the process of my audition, and wow, wow, wow. yeah, literally by the next week I was in, and they told us to come in in full drag. Wow! And so I was like, great, a moment to show up.
3: Yeah.
2: Because yes. then I like showed up, and I knew I was auditioning for a cover of Lola and like one of the angels. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna show y'all she can be Lola too. So yeah. I like, yeah. I had a red sequin leotard and blonde hey. hair, like wow. very Lola esque. I pulled it out, and the director was like. Where did you get that?
0: It's <laughs> like, it was in my closet. Yeah, yeah. That's how I knew you were a worker when I saw in an interview that you said um, your drag performance work, work was... Work or work? Was you like, about both ways? No, it <laughs> always <laughs> said um, your drag performance was a side hustle. I was like, oh, that's how you know they're living in New York. Because <laughs> you use mm-hmm. all your talents to keep the lights on. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. someone has to tell you, like, oh, I guess I can not audition for this. Because you just thinking about how can I access... Oh, yeah. To stay here while I'm studying my craft. And
2: that was, I mean, that was also, to, it speaks to, like, the shift of where the industry has come, where we have come as a so- society. Like, getting in the theater, I thought I had to play straight all the time and mm-hmm. had to be the leading man and, like, fill these roles. And so drag was also very, like, oh, keep that over there in the shadows. I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to be putting yeah. this, like, that's all I can be, all I can do. Um, and I wasn't fully walking in my power at the time. So it was like... Still underground for me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was separate. I was working at a restaurant during the day as a host and then, like, going to do drag shows and stuff at night. And it's like, yeah, that was my side hustle. Seeing some of the same customers
0: on a low. Come
1: on, hello. Fucking <laughs> it. Fucking it. But Locking I gotta say, take it back to Kinky Boots. I saw Billy Porter and Kiki Boots. Yeah. Kiki Boots. That was my introduction to Billy Porter. And I like interviewed him and everything. And um he was good. So I know you,
3: you <laughs> I know at, you did right. But
1: um no, it was interesting. Like Billy Porter and I got into this conversation about um fashion and he talked about how, and this is before he like was known as the fashion killer on a public stage. And we're talking about like just how he like he'd be like, you know, um, maybe one day I'm I'm feeling masculine. One day I'm feeling feminine. Like I just wear what I want to wear. Yeah. Um, But I want to take that to you. Have you had any conversations with Billy, like fashion conversations, any styling advice or anything like that? I'm just curious. (laughs) We
2: we haven't got in depth. But one of the things we talked about was like dress for the gig you want, not Mm. the gig you have.
1: Oh, Mm. that makes sense.
2: So, like, always showing up in who you are Mm. and not, like, I don't need a reason to pull a look. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. People are always like, where are you going? I woke up and left the house today. That part. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And and more to that, like, pre-pandemic, I was very much like, I'm not a political person. I didn't vote. I was like, (laughs) keep me out of all of it. And I had this revelation for myself and then it was kind of confirmed by watching this interview somebody sent me of Toni Morrison and she was talking about how as artists our existence is innately political. Mm -hmm. And your your art can be beautiful and effective. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment of being like, oh, as a black queer artist, my existence is a political statement. Mm -hmm. So I might as well give you something to look at when I leave. And my mama raised me to not look like somebody's throwaway child. That part. Mm. So yeah. I'm like, well, great. Let me just give you
0: something to look at. Yeah, I was going to ask, does that get exhausting being the person that has to answer all these universal questions? Because everybody's not a monolith, right? Like, who you are is not who this person is, not who this person is. Yeah. But when you come in and as your star continues to rise, they're going to continue to ask, so what do you feel about pronouncing? How do you feel about this? And how do you feel about, you know, um, drag performers getting attacked? Do you feel an exhausting period personally of doing that? Like, I don't want to do this, or it's an obligation, because you're still human.
2: Um, thank you for asking that. It, it It is a lot,
0: but at the same token, I continue to be
2: intentional and purposeful about the work I'm doing as an individual for myself. Mm-hmm. Literally, the first thing I do every morning is go to my altar mm-hmm. and meet mm-hmm. myself and the day there, and if I can do that, I can do anything, and just... Uh, a book I'm reading every day is a pocket full of miracles, and it has like a seed thought and a prayer. Mm-hmm. And on St. Patrick's Day, it was talking about the fourfold way of living all you have to do is show up, tell the truth, be present, and not be attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on not being attached to the outcome and just showing up, telling the truth, and being present yeah. and not being so concerned about the extra and what somebody's going to think and say and feel. And, I can't control that. This is the only being I can actually control. Yeah. So as long as I stay aligned and in tune with what's going on over here,
0: do and say as you will and just do it with love and respect. Oh, that's dope. I appreciate that because sometimes I know it can get as awesome as just me and myself. Right. If I'm going somewhere and something black happens over there, I'm like, yo, I didn't even finish Googling it yet. And you (laughs) want me to give this whole perspective. And I'm like, I start seeing individuals like yourself when they start coming to interviews and being asked the same kind of generic question, I wonder, does that take a toll on somebody? Cause you're already probably yeah. reading it yourself. Don't know if you got somebody that personally has experienced it, what it might reflect on you. And then you got to come in, you want to talk about your work and then we got to ask you about this over here. And I'm like, what does that do for the person internally? You know?
2: And then I, I, I try to continue to show up and meet the moment and be surprised and leave the space and the availability for growth or like you could ask me a question in a way that somebody else will never ask me or I'll hear it or receive it differently in a way that might trigger something to be like oh great never thought of it that way let me and finding a way to just connect in the moment of that and not have a pre-can thing or be like let me just uh-huh, yeah I'll sit here yep give me this question whatever that yeah huh, got a little thing for that just meet in the moment. Yeah.
0: You still like just roll out of bed like that, though. You still fly. <laughs> I heard you say that earlier. like, oh, I just roll out of bed. Yeah. No. Fly. I don't care what choice fly. of clothing you're choosing. Like, that's still like, no, no. But continue on, though. Yeah. We'll, that, that's your truth. But for the rest of us, like, no. No, this yeah. is rolling out of bed. Yeah.
2: Okay? <laughs> but it, that's the thing I want to inspire in people, too, is like, I live by the mod- the mantra, you have to free yourself to see yourself. Mm. You have to give yourself the permission you seek from somebody else mm. to be who you are. Yeah. So every day I go play in my closet. Yes. Mm. And I'm freeing myself daily by doing that. I'm like, what's the vibe today?
3: Yeah.
2: What's the ministry? Mm, this. Okay, maybe not that. Uh, mm, and giving myself the fun to, like, do the thing to get into where or, or you know, what are the things I have to do today how can I be most comfortable and cute while I do it? That
3: part. Mm.
1: Were it's, you always in? It's this place? possible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay? Because you can't be fabulous and comfortable. Yeah. it yeah. worked. Yes, yes. Were you always in this place, or did it take some practice?
2: It's practice every yeah. day. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I, yeah, cause sometimes you know when you're someone who likes to dress like, and if it's like seen as not. Conventional, You do have people, like, making their little little – especially if you're younger, like, in school and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's why I asked because I figured
2: – Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: even since I was a
2: kid, like, I remember –
0: I used to want this lime green suit. Don't. I wore one for my high school graduation. Continue <laughs> on. I'm going to trade that. That's totally fine. And I don't
2: know what – it, but it was like I, I, I hated, like – the choir, they'd be like, "What are we wearing Sunday? Black and black? white." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and subscribe. you know, everybody gonna put on a black suit, white shirt, black tie, white pocket handkerchief. Yeah. Everybody's gonna look the same. Yeah. I'm like, y'all know there are other ways to do this combination, right? Right. right? right. <laughs> we can switch this up a little bit, even if it is black and white. We could.
3: We yeah, this up could. a little bit.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I've always had that desire <laughs> to be like, we we don't have to do the same thing all the. Time.
1: I I just bought a like a lime green blazer and I had this thing on me where I was like so I used to I, I like to wear color yeah but um I mean I had this incident in in middle school where I just came and I was like color blocking I had it was like a pink and orange outfit or whatever and these mean girls they just like could not stop talking smack about me and my outfit and after that it really like made me think about how I dressed and like sh- I shied away from like colorful clothes now that I'm I'm grown like I'm like whatever I don't care but. I just thought about that because I recently just bought a a bright green blazer. And that's something I would never, I would like double think. Like, And then you also don't need a reason
2: to wear it.
1: Exactly. Like people, like I said, people are like, where are you going? I'm like,
2: I woke up today.
1: Especially now, right? I I felt like giving up a
2: vibe and this is what it was. Like there's no excuse, like there's no reason to, and I hope to encourage and inspire that in people of like, Take the moment, whatever it is, if it brings you joy, do it. It, it do lifts it.
1: your vibe. It does. Like it doesn't matter. You could go to the library, and if you want to be fabulous, I, fabulous, and I
2: literally took a trip home to North Carolina for my mom's seventieth birthday recently to surprise her, wow. and wow. I wow. took her shopping to like get her dresses and stuff, and she was like, "Well, where am I wear this?"
3: Yeah, Let's see.
2: And I'm like, this, we talk we're talking about a simple cotton dress. Yeah. <laughs> I said, ma'am, you can wear this at the grocery okay, store, anywhere. to the post office, right, right. anywhere. Have you a cup of coffee in the morning for all Be I a care. moment. And again, this is coming from the woman who taught me not to look like a throwaway child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 But then I had to also think of her experience. She, 70 years old, one of the first groups of students to go into like integrated schools in North Carolina. Wow. Like wow. her experience and her full life and being like Ah, you spent a lot of your life apologizing for your existence and never having the permission to just be.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: And I'm like, Ma, go,
3: go, do. Yeah, I was gonna even ask, like, what what kind of advice you know would you give? Because I feel like you are an inspiration to a lot of people who w- don't feel that comfortable coming out or you know wearing. Um, how they feel like they want to wear. Like, what were some steps that you took? I, I've seen, like, how you start your day and, you know, where they, like, with, with the Palo you, Santo, the Palo Santo yeah. Yeah. and all that. I was, you know, I was researching all that. So, is that, was, it was that, so, so, yeah, what <laughs> was, <laughs> kind of lurking you know he's lurking a little bit i knew this but was yeah right <laughs> I, had no comment. I, was like, I appreciate it no i'm the same i'm like
2: if you're gonna meet some people do some homework right 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 know what you're
3: getting into so, so are those you know certain ways that you you know kind of got yourself to be comfortable because i know you said that there was yeah you know, I'm, fi- and again i'm finding
2: it every day and mm-hmm, seeing what mm-hmm. works and what resonates and um what i'm learning and i'm sharing with people is like it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else
3: mm-hmm. oh see
2: it really doesn't, because even my mom, having watched me do some interviews and like seen me do my lives and be, you know, Palo Santo, she was like, "Now what's this wood you burning?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you but got crystals. Really so you know? yeah. now, who you,
0: now who you praying to? Yeah, right, right. If that's right. not the most southern yeah. black response. <laughs> What's this wood you burn <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it
3: is. No, so no, I can son, tell you, stop. No. <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: This ain't what we raised. I yeah. was like, yeah,
2: you didn't raise me on this, but this work, I have found what serves me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found what, like, it, it, and even in that, like, just continuing to be open yeah. for me and what resonates and, like, makes sense. It doesn't have to, your journey does not have to make sense to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, if somebody else has an issue with it, it is a mirror for them to mm-hmm. look at themselves, mm-hmm. and whether they choose to look at it or not is on
0: them.
3: Yeah, it that's
0: was.
2: based in their fear. Like those girls in high school were probably being like, "Ooh, I could never." Yes, you couldn't, sis.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. they seen it now
1: though,
2: because I know <laughs> I see
1: some of them now. Like, and I just be looking. Oh, you finally learn how to dress. That's nice. Okay,
2: <laughs> but they saw the confidence you
1: had to do it, exactly. and they were like, "Ooh, let me try to tear her down." Exactly. No, that's that's it's,
0: real. Speaking of your confidence, really quickly before you go, what's you find yourself more confident in or enjoy more? Broadway or film, like movie?
2: I I don't compare them in the way of like truly, I always say I just want to entertain the world in whatever capacity God allows. And I really do meet each moment of like, okay, great. How do I learn? How do I grow in this thing? They're different, they're fun. I use a bit of each in the other. Like, while I was shooting Raising Dion, I was doing Kinky Boots at the same time on Broadway, Mm -hmm. so I literally had to, like, fly back and forth and do both, and I'd find new ways to infuse my screen work with stage work in the same other way, and it's just, like, they're both fun. It's Mm -hmm. all, like, I love it all. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah.
3: So, uh, any future projects that you got going on, or that you can say? Not as of now. Not as of now. Um, Were you upset Angela Bassett didn't win? I'm just <laughs> I mean, we had, we was like let Let's, Let's not
0: let it go I was like we really, go, we really gonna let them Leave without asking <laughs> Just wanna know You know I'm just just,
2: just Okay Cause oh, I forgot who said it But somebody was like At this point It's just retroactive She shoulda had it already yeah, yeah. yeah correct. So it just shoulda just
3: shoulda Yeah
0: It's like yeah, I wouldn't even waste your time with the should've. I was just like, were you as upset? Guys?
3: Absolutely, <laughs>
2: <laughs> a jet, like everybody saw it. It was very much like her face was like, I, ugh. Yeah, that
3: that hurt. That, we, no, we that was a universal yeah. slap. Want to know, of course, yeah. Want to know. Mm-hmm. But speaking universal
1: of Angela slap. Bassett, though, do you have like a a theater Mount Rushmore? Like, like I know this is probably a broad question, oh. but like four of your faves that maybe you <laughs> love them for different reasons, like this one's voice or this one's. Uh, Face acting Or something like that Start trying Um. to mess up Your
0: check yo Mm. Walk this carefully
2: I
1: mean I I was like This is hard Because then it's like
2: Stuff I've experienced But then also like Things I'm like I Mm. I mean Audrey McDonald Is on Mm there mm -hmm. I saw her do um, Lady Day At Emerson's Grill At uh, Circle at the Square And when I tell you That was the first time Not the first time But one of the Few times I have left the theater Like Speechless Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And moved In such a way Oh, the other time was when I saw Felicia Rashad in the oh all-black production of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof mm-hmm. with a Nika Noni Rose. Ah! Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. See, <laughs> yes. like, I it yes. just... It's that kind of just dropped in, like, truth and, uh, and existing in such beautiful way. Andre DeShields, mm. I recently got to honor him oh, at um, Joe's Pub. Okay. And he was talking about part of his ministry and his purpose... That he feels like black men have lost their majesty. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: And I, 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 he was speaking to my spirit that mm-hmm. night in such a way. And I was like, from this day forward, I will never not walk yeah. in any kind of, <laughs> yes, like, yes. I, as the human I am. Yeah. And that, his existence in such a way, so like, oh, okay, and I guess the fourth to that would be Billy Porter. On, there we uh, go, there's the Mount Rushmore <laughs> there go. for me. I'm, I'm, um, I'm living it. for That's it. A, it.
1: And you said Andre deshields Oh man, that, that is, like truly the be- Oh no,
3: Lilius White. Oh, no, okay. so there's another. <laughs> okay. <enough. See>, <laughs> I, I, I get it, I get it. Oh. For
1: sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure.
3: Okay, i I give you props for even doing it though, like because me, I've just been like, I, I can't. I just can't because, you know, when you're so passionate about something.
1: I feel like, and we've talked about this, where, like, sometimes, like, there's a lack of aspiration, if that makes sense. Like, you know, when you're an artist, there are people that you look up to. You don't necessarily want to be them, but you see things that they do that inspires you. So I I always love asking creatives, like, who are the people that you look up to and that maybe you would suggest other people study?
2: Yeah. No, I, listen, uh, mm-hmm. the, I, yeah, we could.
0: there could be a full line.
1: We could just, like, keep going. And Rediscovering <laughs>
2: is
0: dope, too, because Andre McDonald, I didn't even know she does all of that until I saw the Lady Days oh, on She's HBO. Legendary. And that made me go down a rabbit hole. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, the TV stuff, no disrespect. But
2: it's shadows I mean, y- y- y'all know I'm a theater geek, so yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. he said a very familiar name. I you. mean, yeah. she has the most Tony Award. Like, that woman yeah. is yes. stacked. And it is always so connected and so beautiful and so honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, Audra is very much one of those people, too, who's like, what are we doing? What's the, the, okay, great, let's meet the moment and do the work. Mm -hmm.
0: And it always just, like, top tier. All right, before you go, we have to ask this question because it's hip-hop's 50th anniversary. We've been asking everybody before they leave, what is a hip-hop moment for you that, that resonates.
1: If he likes hip-hop, we got to add that in, too. Okay. You, you can say you, you know, want so. to be presumptuous. No, and, just, just and it
2: is. it is sprinkled throughout my life, and it is, like, but I, I don't even know if it's so much of a moment as a person. Missy Elliott mm.
3: mm-hmm.
2: has always been a creative that just, like, moves me. Everything that she is and does, and it's so effortless. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, this is what I do. What's yeah. good? Yeah. And has always walked in that power. Like every time I see her, it's just this like I'm good. I'm yeah. doing me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in such a beautiful, pure, honest way. Mm-hmm. And that is what attracts me to an artist and any kind of thing. If it move if it's just like based in truth. Mm-hmm. And it she just like does that. Like the she puts that missy on it and mm-hmm. it's it's special,
0: and I love it. That's dope, because you can see the things that she's done and the effects it's had now. Oh, man. Where everyone's walking so free now. When Missy came out, when it was about 16 bars or nothing else, yeah. and she started doing the hee-hee-hee whole stuff, <laughs> it was so <laughs> abstract to people. Yeah. But you can see it, like, now. And yeah. you're right, she did walk in her truth. She didn't feel like she had to explain anything. I lo- I did love that about her. She just kept it about the music and her art and who she was. So, yeah, yeah thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. That's dope. Dope.
1: Awesome. Well... Thanks for being here today. It's been a pleasure, Jay. I We hope you come back sometime when oh, we hope to do more things. I'm going to have to go have see you see your show. Did you bring any free tickets? I'm bringing a, a date. So I'm going to gladly hook y'all up. Like, like,
3: like, listen. Like, like, Seriously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm trying to go. Because something
2: like a hot, and that ain't bad. I promise you, like, you will leave with a smile on your face and be I like,
0: it. can I tell people I'm, I know you? And it's
3: you just Right, right.
2: Please do. I want to make sure. when I'm there, you might be coming
3: off the stage. Yeah. But I'm like, it's so okay. Know He'll get, get yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, for
2: sure. Oh, they'll take good care of you at the theater. Kenny, our uh, house manager. Like, we'll say, we, okay. we'll, hey, we'll do Kenny. y'all right. Because
3: I'm yeah. prepared when I'm like, oh, yo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sure, oh, I'm prepared. You know,
0: I won't be offended. Just won't let you know. So it's all I will. Look.
1: Don't do this. That's it. Thank you all for tuning in to the AURN podcast. Check us out on social media, AURN online, and we will see you next time. Deuce. Peace.
0: Deuce. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer,
2: he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.